The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. What does it mean to be accountable? What do you think? Is accountability a big thing or is it not? Are you accountable to yourself? Are you accountable to others? Well, today we're going to be talking about accountability. And when I say we, I am talking about my very own brother, Robert Nadeau, and I are going to be talking about accountability. I'm glad you joined us and welcome to Inspire Us. And I am about to welcome my brother to the show. Hello, Robert, and welcome to Inspire Us. Hey, nice to be here, bro. Really good to have you on. You know, I wanted to talk to you about accountability because you've written an accountability series on your uh, social media in which you referred to an accountability continuum. And that was created by, I guess, Dr. Robert Anthony, in which you said is all that we have to know about accountability is in that continuum. Why is accountability so important these days? Well, you know, no one, no one likes to admit they're wrong, right? Accountability requires that we do that sometimes. And so accountability is what holds us to account, both to ourselves as well as to those around us, those to whom we commit to each other. For me, accountability is basically taking ownership of our decisions, taking ownership of our actions and the consequences of those actions. And in my law practice, I encounter this every day, every day. I'm a business lawyer. A big part of that practice is business people who make commitments to each other through contracts. And then one side or the other doesn't follow through, doesn't fulfill the commitment, their obligations under their contracts. I also see it in the employment context. A lot of the work I do relates to employment. And, you know, no one likes to be held accountable. You know, that's, that's the thing. So I've come to realize that accountability is the key to realizing our full potential and to maximizing our relationships of confidence and trust with each other. I think what you just said is really profound because it is true. It really is a staple of who we are. If you break up the word accountability, it is the ability to account, and yet it is a choice. And as you said, some people will enter into a contract saying that they have the ability to account for themselves or for whatever that they are promising to do. And yet a little later on, that accountability goes outside the window, which people turn to you to say, hey, it's written here in the contract. These days, it is so important to not only be accountable to other people, but accountable to ourselves. And that's for so many reasons, because we are struggling these days with our work, with our current circumstances. Is there a way that we can hold ourselves accountable? Or do we have to, say, go to an accountability coach? Or, for example, I could turn to you and say, 
could you hold me accountable for something that I, I'm wanting to do? What are your thoughts on that? How can we hold ourselves accountable? Should we have an accountability coach? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to discuss that. But I think before we even get to that, I'd like to just kind of unbundle what we mean by accountability a little bit more, if we could. And you were right. You were right to identify that there's personal accountability, and then there's what I call outward accountability. Okay. And for me, what's really important for people to get is for me, people are afraid to be held accountable. People are afraid of that word, accountability. I remember the first time I actually had an existential encounter with the concept of accountability. I was in my 20s. And uh, at the time, I was working for the government. And on Spark Street in Ottawa, there used to be a bookstore there that was Renouf's bookstore. And it was all these books on public management and, and um, you know, governance and all this kind of stuff. And even back then, you know, um, I was, I mean, I was studying, I, I was at university taking courses and I was also working and I was doing a lot of stuff. One afternoon, I went to the bookstore and I was browsing through the bookstore and I saw this book and on the cover was one word, accountability. And I remember the impact it had on me. I went, whoa, and I started opening it up. And it was talking about taking responsibility for your actions, for your decisions. And I went, really? <laughs> like, wow, like what a, what a novel concept. But you know, for me, Paul, knowing we have agency, that we can be responsible for our actions without feeling like we have to pass the buck or lose face. You know, it's one of those defining moments in our discovery of self and the building of unstoppable character. To me, that's what it is. To me, accountability, once you get it, once you really grasp what it is, it's liberating. It sets you free. It sets you free to become who you are and who you can be. And so, yes, you're right. It begins with yourself. So to answer your question, and, and you're the expert in this, uh, bro, you are. You always talk about self-sabotaging little conversations we have in our head. Okay. And, and so you are the expert when it comes to that. Because for me, you ask me, how do you become accountable to yourself? Well, we have those little dialogues. So we have those self-sabotaging dialogues in our heads all the time. So to become accountable, first of all, requires self-awareness. It becomes being aware of those dialogues in our minds because you've got a little angel on one side, a little demon on the other side, and they're, they have a little tennis match going back and forth. No, you can't do this. There's, the, there's no way you can do this. You, know, you, you, you don't have the education. You don't have the skill. You don't have the power. You don't have any, you, you, you can't do this. And of course the angel saying, well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So the question becomes, the question becomes, what the Stanford psychologist uh, Carol Dweck calls adopting the accountability mindset. And she distinguished accountability, two kinds of accountability, what she called uh, or two kinds of mindsets, uh, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. Now, the fixed mindset is that little demon that says, you know what, you're kind of stuck here. You know, it's, you're fixed in your place. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You may as well just give up, you know, because you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> and the angel, the growth on the other side is saying, no, no. So I, I think of it this way. I think of the fixed mindset that Dewey uh, refers to as the victim mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think of the growth mindset as the can-do mindset. We're living today bro, we're living in a culture now, and I look all around us, 
And people are afraid to really own up and take responsibility for their actions. And so the fixed mindset that Carol Duick talks about is, well, you know what? I can't help it. I came from a broken home. I was abused. I lived in a bad neighborhood. I, I just can't. So I'm going to just play the victim. I, I, you know, I, I am a victim. I, I can't help it, right? And, and so we're, I'm seeing around us, I'm seeing a culture of blame. I'm seeing a culture of victimhood instead of a culture of accountability. That's what I'm seeing. And I want a culture of accountability that begins with yourself. So first of all, self-awareness, as you said, being aware of that angel and demon. Second thing is get engaged in that conversation yourself. You know, don't just let those voices go back and forth. You become consciously aware of that conversation. Step in and start changing that conversation yourself. And then say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, I can. I can do this. It's not going to be easy. You know what? I, I, I do have a lot to overcome. But I know how liberating it will be if I can do that. If I can start eating better tomorrow. If I can start going to the gym or working out tomorrow. Or even just taking walks tomorrow. If I can kind of break out of this, this isolation, this sense of, of being a victim. I can take control of my life and I can now start holding myself accountable for my decisions, for the results and for my failures. And I love that, uh, bro, because yeah, we are dealing right now with a time, an unprecedented time in which people need to make some serious choices. Uh, choices have been made and not always the best choices by some. Some people uh, have abandoned their relationship with fitness. Uh, with eating well, with being active. And there's going to come a time where the gates will be opened again, and we will be let outdoors, and we will be able to co-mingle again. And unless people start to take accountability now and make a promise to themselves and to the world, they may be in for a, a sad awakening, is that it takes time. To, uh, to get from point A to point a, B in whatever you do. I love what you said about the two voices because yes, that would have been my answer as well. It is being aware of what your mind is telling you and which of those two little angels, the angel and the devil are actually uh, winning the fight when it comes to that. So Viktor Frankl, who I know you're very familiar with, he was saying that between, I'll read it, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that response is our power to choose our response, and our response lies in our growth and our freedom. So if we take something that we're about to do, but we take a moment before we act, is that a moment we should be asking ourselves that accountability question? You know, you're about to do something or you're about to not do something. Should we take that moment in time before when the thought almost becomes an action just to check in with ourselves to say, am I going to do what it is that I said I was going to do? Okay, I, I think the best way for me to answer that question would be once we've made a decision See, first of all, you have to make the decision to be accountable. I, I think we just go through life without making these decisions. But for me, making that decision is this existential moment, okay? It's a little bit like being born again in a religious context. For anyone who's had that born again experience, it's like you see 
the truth for the first time. It's like the whole world changes in that moment. And you begin to see the entire world around you through a different lens, right? You see it through a lens of accountability to God if it's a religious context in that mm. case, right? Okay. But for me, that accountability moment is much like that born again moment in a, in a religious context that you have to say, okay, I get it. I get that if I adopt this accountability frame of reference, this accountability mindset, from here on in, I'm going to look at the world around me every decision I make, every action I take, every commitment that I commit myself to, I am going to look at that through an, account, an accountability lens. Mm. I'm going to have a pair of spectacles on my eyes and I'm going to look at the world through a lens of accountability in everything I do. So that's a long answer to your question is yes, of course, is because what is my role here? Now, here's something else too. We're talking about personal accountability, which is important holding ourselves accountable. But we, but you know what? We also have the right to hold others accountability for the promises they make to us. Okay? Yes, we um, do. And 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 so and how do we do that? Because often we we don't. We 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 don't because we haven't really understood accountability. But you cannot hold anyone else accountable until you first hold yourself accountable. Other words, that's hypocrisy. You can't claim to hold someone else accountable if you're not going to hold yourself accountable, okay? There's a, there's a symmetry there that has to be in place, okay? If you've got that, then yes. So, for example, bro, you've had uh, teenage daughters. I, you know, uh, I didn't have the good fortune of being able to be with my daughter when she was growing up as a teenager. But I know from experience and from watching you and hearing you and having conversations with you. Do you remember, bro, when your girls were growing up and, and they were about to date and you came up with or I came up with these 10 rules for uh, dating my daughter? Yeah. You know, that, you know, that, and of course you used to say, well, I'm, I'm a cop. So they'd better be, you know, when they're, when they're dating my daughter, man, you know, they, they'd better just make sure that they conduct them. Well, think of it this way. Your daughter comes to you and, and it basically she wants to go out uh, with a new guy. Uh, first date, first big date with a new guy you've never met. And so you say, okay, fine but you're going to be in by midnight, right? Absolutely, Dad. I'll be in at midnight. Well, midnight comes, 12.15, 12.30. She walks in at one o'clock. What do you do? Okay, what do you do? You know, you're, you, you look, you're going, to have, you're going to have to have that conversation, right? Because the last hour, you've been going crazy. What happened to her? She didn't call. My goodness, was she in a car accident? You know, did something happen at a party? Did somebody slip some some drugs in her drink? You know, like she just never even called. That's not like her. So you have to have that accountability conversation. So how do you do? Well, so what's the problem there? Well, of course, the problem is that she's laid. But is that the real problem? Well, you know, is that the only problem? Is that, you know, could it be that maybe the problem isn't so much that she's late, but that she broke a promise? Or so is that the problem you want to focus on or that she bro she breached your trust? Okay. That, you know, is that the problem? What, what you know, what's the problem or uh, that she basically did not have the courtesy to call you knowing that 
you were going crazy. So when we're talking about an accountability dialogue, it's not a simple thing because these problems don't come to us kind of like in nice little tiny boxes. They're usually a bundle of interrelated issues, okay, that you got to kind of deconstruct and you start to into their component parts and you got to say, okay, so what happened here? What is this? Was this within her control? Maybe it wasn't in her control at all. Maybe she was late. It wasn't really her fault. She wasn't late. The guy was a real douchebag. And now all of a sudden she's, you know, she's in problems. She can't call you. He wants to take her to, her to his place. She's saying, no, my dad's waiting for me. So the point that I'm trying to get to here is that we never, we can't be sure we always know what the real problem is until we break it down. And then we ask ourselves, what is how do we prioritize these? What do we focus on first? Because if we try to focus on everything, we may just miss the most important thing. Yes, and it is so important to have that conversation. And the conversation is a two-way conversation in which it becomes an inquiry. It really, it, it does. It becomes an exploratory dialogue to get to the reasons why the accountability was not maintained. And I love a quote that Renee Brown, are you familiar with Renee Brown? No. She, she's a motivational speaker and an author, um, and she is very uh, smart, and I love what she has to say. She says, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. This is why we sometimes attack who they are, which is more hurtful than addressing a behavior or a choice. And I do like, love uh, that idea. It we do have a responsibility to ourselves to be accountable to others, to not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. And that's part of it. And as you very well know, as a, as a business lawyer who deals with contracts and people who break these contracts, these agreements, uh, people who have uh, determined that they uh, no longer want to be accountable for whatever reason, they break professional relationships. But we, when we have an agreement with another human being, a family member, a loved one, and we make a statement and then we break it, it is the same kind of thing. We're breaking a personal contract between two people, which uh, then we need to be responsible for our actions as the whole conversation started out that way. We do have to be responsible. So having that uh, conversation is really important between people our understanding of what the agreement is. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes we don't know the reason why somebody didn't keep their end of the bargain. And instead of jumping to conclusions, it's always nice to ask questions, isn't it? Well, well, it is. And because here's the thing, it's once you accept accountability for your own actions and you recognize and you start wearing these, you start seeing the world through the lens of accountability, through an accountability lens, um, then, you now have the right to hold others accountable for their commitments to you. Now, but one thing that we have to be really mindful of, and, and in, in a work context, I mean, there's a home context, but at work, okay? So with, with, with management, you know, um, management, you know, so often people miss their deadlines. They, they don't do what they're supposed to do at work. You know, their bosses are measured by certain metrics and, and the staff. And this is especially so in kind of, the public sector or in a union environment, it's very difficult to hold people accountable in those structures because they get to hide behind these structures. 
And it's a little bit like, you know, the, 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 the victimhood mentality is that when someone doesn't really want, it's, it's hard work, bro. It's hard work taking accountability for your actions, you know, knowing that, hey, you know what? I screwed up here, man. I really dropped the ball here. My bad. You know, what am I going to do? Well, first of all, say, hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I really screwed this up. I, you know, but then you pick the ball up and you learn from that experience. But you don't go hiding in your victimhood. You don't kind of turn to the fact that poor me, I, I just can't do it. You know, I just can't do it. Um, I'm so I'm going to hide behind um, my victimhood status. You know, I'm going to hide behind the fact that I just can't do it. I came from a poor neighborhood, a broken home, abusive. We know about that, bro, right? We, we know about that in, in, in the environment we were raised, you know, and look at each and every one of us, all of our siblings, you know, we were able to break out of that. Now, thankfully, we lived in a kind of a middle class home. It was nice and everything else, but it, but it wasn't, we weren't, <laughs> we, we, we didn't grow with a silver spoon in our mouth. Okay. No, we didn't. Okay. So, 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 so the point I'm trying to make is once we get it, it's liberating. I said that earlier, but I want to say it again. Anybody listening to this and wondering, you know, oh boy, that's scary accountability. Well, it's maybe scary to when you're looking at it from the outside, but once you enter into that accountability mindset, then it is liberating. You do now realize that you have that agency you have that you don't have to blame others you don't have to try to save face and it liberates you for that existential moment where you come in touch with yourself you know it, it, it's it's that defining existential moment in your life where you're now free to be who you are and everything you can be very well said and yes so true I think part of it really, uh, you were talking about awareness and uh, even self-examination comes into place here is that before we speak, we do have an opportunity to choose what we're going to say and what we're going to uh, promise to another human being or to an organization. And uh, nobody is forcing us to say the words and nobody is forcing us always to say yes. Um, it is something that we choose. And if we're not going to, if we have no intent of following through with the commitment or the agreement that we're making, let's not, let's not make, it, make it at all. It's okay to say no, or it's okay not to make a promise. But when you do, then that's when the rules of accountability apply. And that's when you are not only accountable to yourself, you're accountable to another human being. We've got just about seven minutes left in our conversation, but wanted to ask you, bro, uh, how about an accountability coach? Because I'm, I'm in this coaching, this wonderful coaching course, and there is the, the talk, of course, that a coach makes you accountable. So if you want to lose that weight, or if you want to start that business, you are encouraged to do so by your coach who also gives you small tasks or asks you, what's the next step? What can you do? And may I hold you accountable to take the action? I think that's a great way of, of just uh, being is, is to sometimes if we don't think that we can do it on our own. I, for example, may call you and say, hey, bro, uh, there's this thing that I want to do. I kind of find that I'm getting discouraged from time to time and, and I, I'm not always doing it daily. <clears throat> 
could I, could I have you as my accountability mentor or someone just to hold me accountable? Would you check in with me from time to time and ask me how it's going? What do you think of that concept, that idea? Well, well, let me give you an example of how we actually did this in, in, in the real world. Um, I introduced you to intermittent fasting about, uh, you know, two years ago or whatever. And, and uh, you uh, started out, hey, yeah, okay, you know, you've lost 20 pounds, you've lost, it. okay, I'm going to do it too. Well, I checked in with you just, um, I guess, one of our conversations, uh, maybe a month, uh, a couple months later. Uh, well, you know, I just decided, you said to me, well, you know, I, I don't think I, yeah, it's, it's just not for me. You know, I, I kind of didn't. I said, bro, I said, you know what? I said, I just asked you just to try it for three weeks. That's all. <laughs> and that's it. It can be for more than that. Just three weeks. Yeah, well, okay. And then you did, and then you did. And, and now you are living that lifestyle. You're living that lifestyle of, of watching what you eat, when you eat, exercise. But you see, I guess without knowing, without calling it accountability coaching, I was just checking in with you to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember that very well. Uh, when you said, when you spoke of all the benefits that you had been experiencing with intermittent fasting, um, I said, yeah, okay, I'll try it. And I went for about two or three days. You're right at the very beginning. And I thought, nah, this is not for me. Then when you did check up and you did say, well, give it three weeks. And I did. And I'm so glad that I did because I was accountable to you. And uh, the results were magnificent. The 20 pounds came off and I didn't even think I, I had that weight, weight to lose, but I did and looked much better. And there's so many things too, um, to, great things to be said about being accountable and, uh, and following through with your word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Accountability coaching, you asked me about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly see that as being a very useful way of, but not everybody has the discipline to you know, reach out to an accountability coach or, to, or even has the confidence in themselves to reach out to an accountability coach. Uh, they're concerned that they may not be able to live up to it, then they're going to lose face and, and all this kind of stuff because they weren't able to, you know, stick with their accountability coach. Some people need to try it on their own, but if they can, I think it's a wonderful thing. I, I, I think accountability coaching is, 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 is a wonderful tool, a wonderful instrument, but it's the mindset that matters. You have to, first of all, your accountability coach is not going to help you until you finally say to yourself, okay, I get it. I want to hold myself accountable and I want to see the world through that accountability lens. I love that because you're absolutely right. It is about how bad do you want it? You know, how bad do you want this change? How bad do you want to move forward? How bad do you want to get back into shape? How bad do you want to lose that weight? How bad do you want to start uh, to eat uh, properly? How bad do you want to keep your promises? I have got a guitar here, bro, and I know that you know that. I've had this guitar for over 20 years. It's followed me several places that I've moved. Do I know how to play it? Heck no. <laughs> I could play, I could play maybe three or four chords, half a song. I am not good at it. And I know why, because I don't want it bad enough. And for all our listeners out there, this is such an important topic. Today, every day, it doesn't matter. We're going through a pandemic. We're not quite out of it yet. But it is really, uh, Robert brought the topic of accountability uh, to our doorstep here. If you're listening, these are times to ask yourself, 
how badly do you want to be accountable to yourself and to get yourself to where you want to be? Are you accountable to others? Does your word matter? Is what you're saying, uh, is it re being reflected in your actions? All these things. Bro, as we bring this to, uh, you know, to a little bit of a conclusion, do you have any advice or guidance or even um, last thoughts on this accountability uh, approach? I guess, again, the only thing is, I'm going to be repeating it, but I, but I repeat it because I think it's, it's so fundamental. It's think of it as sort of an encounter with reality, okay? We live under a cloud. We live, we tend to live in a world of illusions and a world of, you know, uh, narratives and discourses and stories. And we tend, but there is a real world. There is a real world that we have to engage with day in and day out. And think of accountability as your existential step, you know, from, sort of uh, from the matrix back into the real world. <laughs> I like that. Thank you, bro. This has been a really great conversation. So happy to have you on. Uh, it's, we have great conversations and we're going to have to think of another one to, to throw you back on here. But uh, thank you so much for your time and for sharing that about accountability, such an important topic in everyday life uh, with, with your professional uh, acquaintances and, and relationships and with your personal relationships and with yourself. Thank you, Robert. My pleasure, bro. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 